Hey everybody, how you doing? John Harris here from the Cheap Seats here on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And welcome to everybody joining us. If you're joining us for the first time, where you been? Uh, back again. Bill's going to be out this week, but he did send me his picks. Uh, circumstances have got him uh, running around like crazy. Uh, but he's okay, and everything is as good as it can be for right now with the situation that he had going on. But he is, uh, but he is tied up with some things today and tomorrow. So uh, as he has been all week. So, um, but I do have his picks, and I will go from there. First, we will uh, discuss a couple things, uh, sports related, of course. This will probably be a fairly short show. There's only two games for this week to talk about. We'll talk about last week's results. And um, but there are a couple sports related things. Uh, one in the NFL, uh, Frank Reich, of course, if you haven't heard, was hired by the Carolina Panthers, the former Indianapolis coach over Steve Wilkes, who was the interim coach and did a remarkable job. Uh, of course, there are already. Uh, I don't know if you want to say rumblings, but there's already discussion, I guess, is probably the right term. Uh, about Mr. Wilkes not getting the job. Uh, and he, of course, did come out with a statement saying he's very disappointed. He left him at that. But his attorneys and representatives, of course, have come out and said uh, that the NFL has a uh, a race problem when it comes to hiring coaches and upper management. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but that might be something to keep an eye on as far as uh, NFL, excuse me one second, I don't know if it's distracting you, but there's a, oh, that didn't help much. A glare off the uh, spectacles here. So, uh, and that didn't help much either. So I guess it just doesn't matter. I think it's actually glare off the computer screen. So there probably isn't much we can do about that. Um, so yeah, maybe if I do that or take the hat down a little further, well, that doesn't help much, you know? but we'll try this. Um, so uh, it is, probably going to be some kind of an issue. Uh, Hack, uh, coach Hackett, who was with the Denver Broncos, has uh, as a head coach and, of course, was dismissed after their dismal showing after about 14 games, has been hired as an offensive coordinator with the New York Jets. And a lot of people think that is so, that if Aaron Rodgers can be acquired in a trade, it is a trade he would accept without problem because he and and Hackett got along very well in Green Bay before Hackett took the job in Denver. He was the offensive coordinator and before that quarterbacks coach, I believe. So um, that's probably an attempt to get Aaron Rodgers to look at the Jets as a viable option if he is traded or decides he'd like to be traded and the Packers can get what they want from the Jets or whoever. Uh, but the Jets are... Uh, put in there, but he is also an accomplished offensive coordinator. So it could very well be that, uh, uh, you know, he's hired not just on the uh, possibility of getting Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, but also on his merits, uh, previous merits as an offensive coordinator. Um, also, uh, Dan Quinn, the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator who had been a previous head coach in Atlanta and had some success with them as well, um, has decided, though he was in the final 
list of candidates for two jobs, one being Indianapolis, I believe the other being Denver or Arizona, I'm not sure which one, um, has decided he is not going to accept a head coaching job for this upcoming season and is going to go back as the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Helen Moore, who has interviewed with a team already, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys is still in that running. Um, the Cowboys, of course, very happy to have Dan Quinn back when asked about Kellen Moore. Head coach Mike McCarthy wasn't necessarily noncommittal, but wasn't quite as enthusiastic as he had been about uh, Dan Quinn uh, coming back. Uh, of course, uh, other news involving that is that Mike McCarthy is staying on in Dallas, but it looks like about five of his assistant coaches will not be returning. Uh, and that is Dallas's decision. Uh, they have decided to uh, uh, change around their offensive staff uh, and uh, uh, maybe a one defensive coach, but the rest of it is mostly offensive based. And they're going to uh, uh, see what they can do with there by changing some coaching strategies uh, for the Dallas sideline. Um, to get the injuries for the NFL, Patrick Mahomes is not even on the injury list for Kansas City, though he had sprained his ankle last week in their win uh, and uh, it looked in their playoff win. So it looks like uh, against Jacksonville, it looks like he will play and is supposedly about 100%. So we will see uh, because his legs is a part of his game, not as big a part as some guys like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, uh, folks like that. But uh, it is a part of his game uh, and, and he improvises while running around quite a bit. So it's going to be interesting to see how Patrick Mahomes does respond physically. But like we said, he's not even on the injured list with that high ankle sprain he suffered against Jacksonville last week. So we will see what happens with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, there is word, though, I did not see if uh, Tra uh, not Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, the center for the Philadelphia Eagles, is supposedly uh, has a sore back. And last we knew was um, iffy. I guess questionable would be the word uh, if he is available to play tomorrow, uh, Sunday. We are filming this on Saturday, of course. Um, so I guess we won't know until tomorrow. My guess is if he can play at all, he will be out there. I mean, Jason Kelsey uh, only came back to uh, to play this season. He was going to retire and had announced a retirement and was convinced to return. Uh, so he is back. And um, uh, for this season, of course, I think it's one of those things where if they win the Super Bowl, he's going to retire. It wouldn't surprise me if he's retiring after this season either way. But I'm 99.99% I'm sure they win a Super Bowl. He's going to go out in that blaze of glory. If they don't, he may ponder it for a little bit and uh, see what he does. But I wouldn't be surprised if either way. If the center for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jason Kelsey, does decide to retire. Jalen Hurts showed last week that he's healthy. So he's he's not on the injured list now. He's going to be out there ready to go. Uh, also, um, A.J. Brown will be out there, even though he was hobbled a little bit. Uh, listed as questionable, but he says he's, he's 95 to 100% ready and is a go as well. So it looks like... Uh, both games will have their full complement of guys. Cincinnati, though, in the other game, which we'll talk about, 
uh, does have three their, three of their starting offensive linemen out. Now, last week, they were able to handle that in Buffalo uh, with an offense that uh, when Burrow did have to pass, which he did quite often, uh, he got the ball out quickly. Um, but I seem to think, though Kansas City's defense overall is ranked lower than uh, Buffalo's, I do believe they have a better pass rush. That is one of their strengths. I mean, Chris Jones uh, is a monster. And uh, as, as far as a defensive tackle, he's got one of the best uh, sack uh, uh, numbers in the league this season again. So do not be surprised if uh, Kansas City can get a pass rush in there off these three offensive linemen uh, replacements. It's going to be interesting to watch. We will see. Uh, that's about it for the big NFL news. Of course, you still have coaching vacancies, but no new ones. Uh, so you still have Denver. You still have other ones out there as well. Indianapolis still out there. Uh, Jeff Saturday still in the running in Indy as well. Uh, it looks like Sean Payton may decide, may, hasn't made up his mind for sure, but may decide to not be a head coach this coming year. Uh, that was uh, uh, reported uh but like second or third hand, it's sources, quote unquote. Uh, but they've said sources close to Sean Payton have said he is leaning toward not coaching at all this year, even though he is under consideration from a few teams. Arizona, of course, um, and uh, uh, Indianapolis, Denver, uh, all have openings. Um, the one thing, though, is he is under contract to New Orleans. If he goes anywhere, New Orleans is going to want compensation, and they're talking first-round pick. And that might be something some teams either won't or can't give up at this point. Uh, other than that, no major player news to announce in the NFL. In the in Major League Baseball, as far as uh, player-slash-manager news, nothing this week with new free agent signings or anything uh, that, is, that are uh, anything to really – discuss there's always speculation but that's all anything is right now in mlb is speculation uh as it gets closer billy and i will have a special mlb show to go over uh, uh who we think is going to do what and uh, all the trades and who won the off season as far as signing free agents uh will goes and trades uh who won the off season and there's a few teams that did very well minnesota did well um philadelphia did well the mets did okay uh, but who else out there did well and who did not? I mean, you look at a couple teams, you have Boston Red Sox didn't do well. That hurts me because I, I like Boston, but I don't think they did very well. Um, and the Giants were trying to bid for everybody and got basically nobody for, in San Francisco. So that'll be something to look forward to. San Diego got a, a couple pieces. Uh, so we'll look and see. Another uh, MLB newsworthy item to bring up which is uh disheartening is that mike clevenger the former san diego padre who was signed uh somewhere else this season i forget where uh, i want to say toronto but i'm not sure of that has um has been named and is being investigated for domestic violence abuse uh with two of his children's mothers supposedly um and child abuse as well. So spousal and child abuse. Uh, and they are looking uh, and investigating his actions there. Uh, 
how that's going to play out yet, we don't know. Of course, Major League Baseball will investigate as well to see if any uh, suspension or further disciplinary action uh, is warranted. They may have to wait a little while until law enforcement authorities finish their investigation. But uh, one of the uh, uh, mothers of one of his children came forward and uh, uh, made the accusation. And supposedly it's been supported by the uh, the child of uh, the mother of his other child as well. So we will have to wait and see how that plays out. That's an issue that again, major league baseball, like the Trevor Bauer situation is going to have to figure out how to handle two completely different situations in a way, but in a way not because both supposedly uh, involve abuse. So of a, of a partner and or companion. So we will wait, and have to see how that tails out. Um, but uh, it's troubling, it's disturbing, um, and uh, we'll keep an eye on it for you uh, as well. Um, that's basically all the major sports news um, that we can think of. Um, uh, anything else, keep uh, keep up on the headlines. We will, looks like we're going to have a Facebook page for From the Cheap Seats pretty soon. And it's basically gonna be uh, just sports related stuff, um, you know, uh, breaking news things, uh, things of that nature. Um, but we're, uh, we're looking at how to do the parameters for it and uh, go from there. Uh, but keep an eye out for that. That's from the cheap seats and uh, we'll probably be on Facebook very soon. Um, our main goal, of course, is to get into our picks from last week and for this week. But before we do, we want to say a special thank you to our sponsor, which is Vineland Realty Corporation. You can contact Vineland Realty Corporation and my pal Dennis Ingraldi uh, in Vineland, New Jersey at 634 East Landis Avenue in downtown Vineland. And they will handle all your residential and realty needs, whether it's business, whether it's uh, personal, uh, residential. Um, Dennis and his folks down there, Gal Friday, Helen, and uh, the rest of the crew down there, will surely take care of you. Um, and I didn't call him surely. They will surely take care of you. Um, and uh, if Dennis can't help you himself, he's got great, great resources and they'll help you uh, steer you toward who you may need to talk to. Their phone number is 856-690-9482. That's Vineland Realty Corporation, 634 East Landis Avenue in Vineland, New Jersey. Again, that phone number 856-690-9482. 8-2. Go down and see those folks uh, if you have a property need at all, whether it's business, residential, you want to buy, you want to rent, you need to lease something out, or you need to find a place to rent, or uh, you have a place to sell, let Dennis and his folks know. Again, that's Violent Realty Corporation, 856-690-9482. We thank Dennis uh, a lot for his loyalty, not just for this show, but all the shows on Public John Media, and we appreciate it, Dennis. Thank you and your folks down there. Uh, for everything you guys have done. Um, I have Billy's picks, like I said, but let's discuss last week's picks. Um, mixed bag, kind of straight picks, just win-loss. Billy and I both finished three and one, which I suspect most people probably did if they took the favorites. However, the one favorite that everybody was taking was Buffalo. It was listed as a close game at five and a half points. Cincinnati wins that game. That's the game we both missed uh, picking straight up. 
Uh, I kicked myself because I had originally put down Cincinnati uh, across the board, which was straight and to cover. I changed my pick to Buffalo uh, during the show. If I had kept it, I even still see it crossed out here, and it makes me mad at myself. Uh, if I had kept it the way it was, uh, I would have had a perfect weekend. Other than that, uh, not so much. But uh, on straight picks, again, we were both 3-1, and one, winning the KC over Jacksonville game. A big game, a close game. Kansas City had to uh, really fight to win that game. Philadelphia and the Giants was a slaughter. Nobody saw a slaughter coming. It, Philly was picked by about seven and a half. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, Bill actually took, that's the one he lost to as well as on the spread. Um, he lost that because we all thought the Giants, and so did I actually, we all thought the Giants was going to be closer. Uh, of course, Buffalo, Cincinnati was a, a bit of an upset. Buffalo was picked by five and a half. Cincinnati outplayed them. They really did. Um, and and uh, it was a close game for a while. But in the end, you kind of felt Cincinnati was going to win and hang on, and they did. And, of course, San Francisco and Dallas. Bill did take Dallas for the spread. Um, I did not, and that served me well because San Francisco won. When it came to the over-under, Bill was 0 for 4, which surprised me. He's usually really good at that and was good the week before. Um but uh, Bill was 0 for 4, but I wasn't much better. I was only 1 for 3. I think the only one that I won was uh, probably Buffalo-Cincinnati. We all thought it was going to be high scoring, but then it snowed. Uh, I had taken the under, um, and that's the only game that I won on the over-under as well. On the spread, Bill had a tough week again, winning only one game and losing three. Um, that win was the, let me see if I can find it for you here. It was the, no, it says, was it? no, actually Bill, uh, Bill took Cincinnati on the spread and he was right there because Cincinnati won. Um, the rest of them, he did not win. I was fortunate went three and one on the spread because Jacksonville was closer than nine, only losing by seven. I took on the spread, Philadelphia, and I took Cincinnati, of course, in the up. Actually, I lost one. The Giants game was the loss on the spread. Um, Cincinnati won, and uh, so that made it automatic beat the spread kind of a thing because Buffalo was favored. And uh, San Francisco, who who manhandled Dallas pretty much, uh, of course, won the spread. So I was 3-0 uh, and on the spread again, over-under. Bill was 0-4. I was 1-3. and So – Neither one of us did well on the over-under. Very unusual. But we're ready to go here for this week. I have Bill's picks. I have my picks. Here we go, sports fans. San Francisco versus Philadelphia. Your first game of the day tomorrow, Sunday. Um, it is at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And, of course, noon Western, uh, Western uh, Pacific time. Because San Francisco is, of course, on the West Coast. Philadelphia is picked by two and a half, uh, and the over-under is 45-5. Bill took San Francisco across the board. He took them to win, so that means he also takes them to beat the spread. Um, and he, But he takes the under on 45 and a half points. He thinks it's going to be a low-scoring, fairly close game, but he does think San Francisco, by winning, of course, 
would beat the spread. Uh, I'm going to uh, disagree with Bill on this one. I Don't get me wrong. This is a tough week for me. My heart's in both places. You can see I'm wearing my Eagles jersey, uh, my Zach Ertz one this week. Uh, if they win next week, it'll probably be the Brian Dawkins for the Super Bowl week. Uh, and I'm wearing my Chiefs hat. I am a fan of both teams because it started way back when they were in two different leagues. And I've been a fan of both teams since I was a little kid, barely able to remember. Um, I mean, I remember guys like Otis Taylor and Ed Podolak, of course, Lenny, da the great Lenny Dawson when he played. Uh, I remember those guys and uh, watching the Chiefs come close and actually watching the Chiefs win. I believe it was Super Bowl four when they beat Minnesota. Uh, and that was right after that's when the AFL NFL merged. Uh, because it started the year before when Joe Namath and the uh, uh, New York Jets beat Baltimore in the most heavily, heavily favored Baltimore Colts team, probably the biggest spread there has been in the Super Bowl that was at that time, of course. And uh, technically, it was the first game called the Super Bowl. They didn't call it the Super Bowl in years one and two. Uh, they just called it the pro championship game. And it was AFL Green Bay the first year against the Chiefs. And the second year, it was uh, Green Bay against the Raiders. And the Packers won both times. So third time, they thought the Colts were going to run all over the Jets. Namath with his famous guarantee that weekend, Super Bowl weekend, says, we're, I guarantee we're going to win. And uh, even he said he didn't think he was right when he said it. Weeb Eubank, the coach of the Jets at the time, the late great Weeb Eubank, ripped into him because you never want to give today. We call it bulletin board material. Um, but uh, the Jets did go out and win a low-scoring game. Uh, it got scary toward the end. I remember as a kid, Johnny Unitas, who had been hurt, came in for the uh, for Earl Morrill for the Colts. And he, it was his throwing shoulder that was sore, but he tried to bring him back to victory. It looked like it was could happen. Uh, but they were uh, heading down the field and, and got stopped. That would have made it 16-14 with some time left on the clock, but the Jets got it back and kind of ate up the clock or most of it after that. Um, but I remember the win. Uh, the Jets did just enough to win it. 16-7, uh, I think, was the final score. Uh, next year, Minnesota beats the Chiefs. All right, Chief, oh, wait, boy, did I say that wrong? The next year, Hank Stram, uh, the head coach for the Chiefs, uh, famous, famous quote that people still say to this day, it's on NFL films. You could look it up on YouTube where it says, it tells Lenny Dawson, the great hall of fame quarterback. Okay, boys, let's just keep matriculating the ball down the field. Just keep that ball moving down the field. And by doing that, it ate up clock and, uh, Kansas city and the chiefs won their first super bowl, which was super bowl four. And at that point made the AFL and the NFL even in Super Bowls at two and two and the merger then, which had already been discussed for quite some time discussed, uh, then became a fact. It became, it came to fruition. And uh, now that's what we have, but that's part of the background why I've rooted for uh, Kansas city for years and some of the memories from it. And of course the Eagles, I grew up near uh, Philly and uh, of course everybody there pretty much is an Eagles fan. There are a few, outliers uh but most people are eagles fans down there when it comes to the nfl that being said that game philadelphia the eagles are picked by two and a half 
I am going to go. I am going to ride. I have been on the bandwagon for uh, years and decades. I am still on the bandwagon. Um, there are times when I say the Eagles will win, but not beat the spread. But I usually pick Philly all the way, and I am picking Philly all the way Sunday. Um, I think they will win. I think obviously they'll beat the two-and-a-half-point spread, I think. Might be a field goal, but that's three points, so I'll take that. Um, the over-under is 45-and-a-half points. Bill went under on this. I think it's going to be over. I think Philly and San Francisco, though they both have great defenses, even if it's 24 uh, or 28-24, I'd win the over-under. Uh, 27, 21, I would win the over under. Um, I think the Eagles are going to win it. It could be close, but I think it's going to be a little high score scoring than Bill thinks and that Vegas thinks. So I'm going to go over on the 45 and a half. Uh, Philadelphia winning by more than four uh, and beating the spread. Game two, Cincinnati, Kansas City. Again, I'm a Chiefs fan. This to me, I don't know why this game scares me and I don't know why it scares me more, but it does scare me more than the Philadelphia San Francisco game. Um, especially if Philadelphia wins, it will scare me that the chiefs will win. <laughs> it actually scares me either way. And maybe that's why um, Cincinnati against the chiefs in Kansas city, Cincinnati uh, has a little bit of a gripe uh Maybe rightfully so. If Buffalo had beaten, if, if they had to play Kansas City, I apologize. So they do, because uh, they were thinking that should be a neutral site game. No, no, because they didn't have the chance to tie the Chiefs and win a tiebreaker, possibly. But I think the Chiefs were going to win the tiebreaker anyway. Uh, no, actually, same record. Cincinnati would have won it. They beat the Chiefs. So Cincinnati might have a gripe saying, this should be at a neutral site because we would have had the same record. We should have had the home game. But the NFL and in its infinite wisdom says no. Percentage-wise, the Chiefs won more, a little bit higher percentage point-wise, more games. Therefore, it's in Kansas City. The Chiefs play the Bengals. They got bulletin board material in Kansas City, folks. Um couple guys have called Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City Burrowhead because Cincinnati's won and beaten the Chiefs three times in a row. Uh, last year's playoffs, the year before, and of course this season's regular season game. Everybody is kind of, you know, um, saying that bulletin board material. Uh, Burrow didn't say it, but other Cincinnati players are who are the ones that coined the phrase. That, that if uh, Burrow goes in and wins Joe Burrow, the Bengals win it, it should be called Burrowhead Stadium, trying to get under uh, the skins of, of uh, the Kansas City fans. But, boy, that can work in reverse when you do that, and most of the time that's what we see happen. Um, the Chiefs are picked by one and a half. They originally were underdogs by about two until people saw Patrick Mahomes in practice actually be able to move around and practice. And like you said, he's not on the injury report. That kind of flipped people as far as betting. And as of right now, the Chiefs are favored by one and a half points. I am taking Kansas City. The over-under is 48 points. It's going to be cold, 
but I think both teams are going to score. Um, Cincinnati's defense supposedly a little better, but Kansas City's pass rush is better. Cincinnati does have three offensive linemen that are out, uh, the starters, who were out last week, and they held up against Buffalo. But I think Kansas City has a better pass rush, plus they blitz more um, normally. Uh, so it's going to be one of them things that Burrow doesn't have time to pick up the blitz. It could be could cause some problems uh, for the offense in Cincinnati. But the Bengals can run the ball well. But the Chiefs can now, too, with uh, Pacheco and McKinnon. So going to be an interesting game, I think. If Mahomes is as healthy as he says he is, this is going to be a dogfight, I think. One and a half, no matter which team you pick, is probably about the right. Maybe one is probably about the right uh, spread to have. Like I said, I'm going with Kansas City. I'm hoping it's not my heart over my head. Uh, those some of the reasons I pick are sound like rationalizing, I guess. Uh, and over under 48, I'm picking over as well. I think that's going to be uh, pretty much the deal there. Um, there is some talk uh, down the road that the NFL may consider, or they are considering, uh, making the championship games at neutral sites every year. Um, but they complain now that the last game or two of the year uh, aren't as uh, good as they could be because the Stars don't play if a playoff game is wrapped up. Well, guess what? That's going to move that back even another week because if teams realize they can't get the home field advantage for the playoffs and they're tied with a team coming down the road – and it doesn't matter, guess what? Teams are going to sit even more people and probably for an extra week or so. If you get to the point where you win uh, you know, the, the advantage to playoff games only goes up to divisional round and the, uh, the league championships become uh, uh, neutral site games, I don't think you're going to see uh, too many uh, uh, competitive games the last couple of weeks of a season. The other part of it, uh, except for teams that are still fighting for playoff lives. Um, the other, they say the big part of it is money, but uh, the fan experience, even if you sell out a neutral site game, the perfect example to give you is the Super Bowl. Um, not a whole lot of, of – uh, passioning fan base uh, because two teams have the same amount of tickets supposedly and uh, usually you don't hear a lot of home fan rooting one for the other the atmosphere isn't quite as energetic um, at least to me when you're watching the game and listening to it and, and seeing what's going on in a stadium not as uh, big a deal ener energy wise as uh, it would be if if a team had played and won for their uh, uh, conference championship to play at their home field. So, um, and again, the Burrowhead thing is actually an example if you think about it. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Chiefs playing in their home field. Uh, you know, so you got a little bullet board. It makes things a little more interesting to keep. That's one of the things you don't want the NFL to change, I don't think. Yes, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to baseball. Uh, though Bryce Harper, I'm a Phillies fan, had the great season as a DH. I'm still not 100% cured of the National League having the DH. I think all the differences now between the two leagues are gone. You know, is it really a true 
World Series championship thing. Of course, World Series is kind of funny anyway. You have uh, one Canadian team. Other than that, the rest of the teams are in the U.S. So I don't know how much of a World Series it is, but that's always been that way. But uh, even to have it as a championship series, uh, there's no real difference now between the leagues. And this year, every team is getting to play every team across both leagues. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be the same in the NFL if they go to neutral sites. Um, it's a tradition thing. And, and my personal opinion is I'm just not for it. I hope they stick with the system that is in play right now. So, but there you have it. Uh, Bill, like I said, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Bill is taking the Niners, which means he's taking uh, the Niners with the spread because they are the underdogs by two and a half points. And the over-under is 45 and a half points. Bill's taking the under. I uh, am taking Philadelphia to win by more than two and a half points. And I am going over thinking the combined score will be more than 45 and a half points. Uh, the Kansas City-Cincinnati game. Uh, in Kansas City, uh, the Chiefs at this point are picked by one and a half. Bill is going with Cincinnati, which means they're the underdog. So he's going with Cincinnati on the spread by default there. Um, and the over-under is 48 points. Bill is going uh, over that. I uh, Or no, yes, Bill's going over the 48 and a half as well. I am going uh, Kansas City to win by more than a point and a half. I am going over on the uh, 48 points as well. So there you have that. Um, we hope you guys enjoy the games tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun, I think. Uh, could be two really, really good games, I believe. Uh, so enjoy them. We're going to, uh, I'm sure, uh, go Chiefs, go Eagles. But then if they both win, which I picked, Super Bowl Sunday is going to be a mess. Got to watch it for you guys. I would almost consider going on a road trip somewhere and just not watching it <laughs> because it's going to, it will be very tough. Uh, usually if they ever play, it's usually, well, it's always been regular season. And I'm like, which team needs it more for the playoff run or whatever that obviously the Super Bowl, that wouldn't be the case. And I can't even go who needs it more. The Chiefs won a couple of years ago. The Eagles won a couple of years before that. So it's not, it's, uh, it's tough. Unless you find a reason, unless during that two week span, somebody puts up some bulletin board material and you start going boom. The other part of it is remember if the Chiefs and Eagles play, you have two brothers who will be playing against each other technically, as far as their teams are concerned. Travis Kelsey of Kansas city uh, the, the great tight end, who is obviously already, to me, he's already a lock in the Hall of Fame. A great tight end, maybe the best in the league. Uh, uh, he's right there with, uh, I believe, George Kittle. Uh, could be kind of close to him, but as far as that, that's Dallas Goddard for Phillies in the conversation, maybe in the top five or six. But I think you got to go with Kelsey as the number one um, and then go from there. Uh, if when healthy, uh, Darren Waller from uh, the Raiders is really good too, but he had a tough season this year because of his health. I think you got to look at Kelsey and I think you got to look at Kittle. And hey, something to be said for tight end. Why? Because, and Goddard. Why? Three of those are playing this week. So it'll tell you something, right? Three of those are playing 
in your championship games. How important is the tight end position? Travis Kelsey's playing for, of course, the Chiefs. Jason Kelsey, the center, the all-pro, many times over center for Philadelphia, who may be in his last year, is playing for Philadelphia. So uh, if he's if he's able to play, but it looks like he'll be able to play. Uh, but it looks like Kelsey versus Kelsey could happen. That makes it tough. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so remember, enjoy the games tomorrow. San Francisco goes to Philadelphia. And Cincinnati goes to Kansas City right after that. Uh, first game is on Fox at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific. The second game is listed for 5.30 Eastern, uh, 4.30 Central, and uh, um, I apologize, uh, yeah, and 1.30 Pacific. So hang in there, folks. It's going to be a great weekend. Um, we hope you guys enjoy it. We'll talk to you next week after the results and any other sports news that comes up. And of course, a Super Bowl preview right here on From the Cheap Seats. Thank you guys. Thanks to Dennis and Graldi and the folks again over at Vinyl and Realty Corporation for making this possible. For my pal Billy Smith, who should be back next week, uh, we thank you guys for tuning in all season long. It's been a lot of fun. We will see you next week uh, here from the cheap seats.